Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone across this beautiful blue-green globe of ours, wherever you may be, from Sydney to Scotland, from New York to L.A. That was really gay. Why did I do that? Welcome to Real News Live. This is a Tell the Truth Wednesday, and I'm your host, Mike Barrett in Seattle, Washington. That guy over there is TV's Blake Wally, somewhere east of California. How are you doing today, Blake? Pretty good so far. It's an exciting day east of California. Um, sorry, I'm just looking over at Jen sent a message. I have to go to, to go see my mom today. It's not my day to be on. Well, okay, Jen, then you don't have to be on today. Uh, you'll be on Friday. All right. Uh, where I want to start is we have a special guest who's going to come in here and talk to us about this. Yesterday, I said it would be great if we could talk to an expert on movie sets and weapons and stuff like that involving the uh, Alec Baldwin case. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, share my screen and we're going to talk about Alec Baldwin and the prop gun incident, which of course gets weirder and weirder. Now, Jack Posobiec tweeted, I don't, you know, Posobiec, I think is kind of an agent. I don't really trust him. He used to work for the CIA, but he did tweet out that he's hearing from Santa Fe police that there will be charges that a crime was committed and that nobody is going to get off scot-free. And remember, you have to stand behind Alec Baldwin because if you stand in front of him, you're going to get <laughs> shot dead. All right. Again, your point of view, if you're the wife of a lawyer that works for a law firm that represented the Clinton campaign and employed Michael Sussman, who was recently indicted by John Durham, not looking good for you if that's who you are. So, again, I think it's a little bit bizarre that in what the Patriot Movement is calling Red October, that a guy who starred in a film called The Hunt for Red October gets basically taken out on a, apparently a permanent basis because he killed a cinematographer who was apparently, uh, people are saying this is false, but was working on a project that was going to be about Hollywood pedophile rings, that she was attached to an upcoming um, documentary about that stuff, and Alec Baldwin shoots her dead. Now, again, I want to go back to this anonymous insider from five days ago. We'll find out uh, when we bring our guest on how accurate this up. Uh, how accurate this is. Uh, basically, it's from a Hollywood insider here who said, I, I'm a lurker back in the day here. I've worked in Hollywood for over a decade as a producer. I want to tell you what really went down. It will fuck you up big time, so be prepared. One, he was given live rounds. Live rounds, as in bullets with gunpowder behind them, aren't allowed on set because they can't be used. Let me repeat that. They can't be used. The only rounds that are allowed are dummy rounds with no gunpowder and blank rounds with no bullets. There's no way a live round would make it to set because it wouldn't have been purchased or stored in the first place. This would only happen if a crime is being committed. Two, virtually no one nowadays uses blank firing during day scenes. This is because you can't see the muzzle flash in the daytime. You would just fire the revolver and let it cycle. It's pretty, uh, it is pretty much completely unheard of nowadays and for good reason. Insurance is purchased for films and every single thing is scrutinized before it is approved. If you have something that is risky in the slightest, you pay thousands of dollars more for it and the studio tells you up front to, take, to make the cheaper decision. When firing a gun on set, the hired weapons expert, who is the guy we're going to be bringing on here in a minute, armorer, prop master, or other crew member loads blanks into it. It is damn near impossible to load a series of blanks and also a live round in a six-shooter revolver without noticing. 
any fucking idiot would hold six bullets in their hand and realize that five of them have no bullet attached to them and one of them does. It's like holding six dicks in your hand and only one of them has a dickhead. It's impossible not to notice. Four, it's extremely rare that an actor would aim a gun at a crew member. Actors aim guns at other actors or at empty spaces. Even if they are pointing the gun at the camera, the cinematographer and director are not directly behind the camera or in the way of the gun. They are off to the side looking at the monitors. Even if the camera is moving and the cinematographer is behind it, it is still extremely rare that the actor would aim a gun at them due to all the other angles they could be aiming at. It is a very rare alignment that does not occur. The press are misleading you on purpose. They keep saying he was given a prop gun. A prop gun is a gun that can't fire bullets. Only a real gun can fire real bullets, a point I've made on this show over and over again. He was given a real gun, which was a six-shooter revolver. They are saying prop gun for a reason. They are trying to diminish the fact that this was a crime. Six, the death falls in line with an occult practice of art predicting death. Alec is in a movie where he plays a man trying to help his grandson who committed an accidental murder. Brandon Lee was in a film where he played a man who gets shot and killed and resurrected, and he got shot and killed on that film. Heath Ledger played a rebooted version of the same character that got killed and resurrected. Heath Ledger played a character that was directly inspired by the Crow, the Joker. David Goyer and Chris Nolan admitted that the Joker's entire look and makeup, the way he goes into the gangster meeting, the knives he chooses, the fire symbols, and a lot more are directly ripped from the Crow. They are all playing characters in some way in real life. Now, there's also that basically the L.A. Times has tried to say, oh, the gun just went off when he pulled it out of the holster. holster. They actually had an article that said the bullet flew out of the gun. It wasn't it, apparently it flew on its own. There it, it was no uh, you know, trigger pulling involved. But an earlier report from the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office said no one was arrested in the incident and no charges have been filed. But detectives were interviewing witnesses and the incident remains an open and active investigation confirmed by Posobiec today. According to an onset source, the director had called for another take when Baldwin supposedly jokingly remarked, another take? How about I just fucking shoot the both of you before firing on the pair? That seems a little bit over the top. So uh, without any further ado, um, I'm going to bring in my friend, one of my best friends, Steve Doran, Steve L. Doran, the the trail boss, to come in. And he has done, um, worked on, geez, dozens and dozens of movie sets. He's a gun expert. He is the most toxically masculine man that I know. And Steve, I'd like to get your initial impressions about what you just heard, assuming you heard any of it. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, a lot of it is true. Some of it is not true. Um, at times, depending on the movie, depending on the shoot, the scene that they're shooting, they do use real guns. Uh, they bring them on the scene because of the cost of trying to manufacture a prop gun that looks exactly like it. So as an example, you look at like some of these old Westerns like Tombstone. All of the guns, I shouldn't say all of them, but a majority of those guns on that set were real. And they were capable of accepting real cartridges. However, that being said, um, when a gun is used on set, regardless of what type it is, because uh, a prop, even a prop gun can kill you, by the way. And there have been multiple incidences where people thought, that they were harmless and literally died as a result, uh, aiming them at someone else. Because you still, even with the with well, some of the prop guns, 
when they're using blank cartridges, you still have um, the muzzle blast, you know, uh, coming out the end of that barrel, which uh, can be deadly depending on where it's it's pointing at a particular individual. Yeah, there was a guy uh, on a cop set. I think it was a TV show, and he pointed a prop, you know, a blank gun to his head and pulled the trigger right on his temple, and the either the the cartridge or what you know whatever was in it went into his head and killed him. Correct. Uh, that was about that's happened. Years. That's happened on more than one occasion. Okay, so again, tell us again what's the difference between a blank round and a real round? What's in a blank round? Is there? I've heard there's paper or plastic wads in there rather than uh, an actual bullet. There is. There's either actually either or. There's either paper or plastic wadding. Um, each uh, each dummy round or each uh, because they also use dummy rounds in the handguns. Uh, because as an example, like if you watch Dirty Harry and he does his uh, famous Do You Feel Lucky Punk, you can actually see the bullets in the revolver as they're filming him. Yeah. If they hadn't used those dummy rounds, people would know the gun wasn't was unloaded. So they use dummy rounds and they use blank rounds. Both of those types of rounds have to be certified. So they're checked and rechecked. In fact, um, when I'm on a movie set or I'm working a reality show where guns are employed, the safety measures are incredible. They're unbelievable. Um, the guns are checked, rechecked, rechecked. If live rounds are being used and, and in certain thing, uh, projects that I've worked on, uh, I've had to fire an actual live round or individuals participating have to fire actual live rounds. The literally those live rounds are loaded by someone else. Well, I should say this. Let me back up. The live rounds are checked and rechecked by about three or four different people. Then they're loaded by someone else, not the person firing. The entire area is cleared except for the cameras. Like no, there's no human interaction. Just the cameras are all set up, ready to go to catch the slow motion of the bullet coming out of the barrel or whatever and then the weapon is fired. And it's a very specific um, way of doing it. As far as um, using prop guns, uh, there are guns that, that they manufacture that actually look like they work, but they don't, like no projectile comes out, they're gas operated. All of the bang sounds, the racking sounds, all of that stuff is added in later. Um, as far as uh, what he was doing, like uh, with this revolver, what normally would have happened is somebody uh, would have been standing there just prior to the scene. The weapon would have been checked literally before, like they'd have been standing right next to him. They would have handed him the weapon. And let's just say for argument's sake, I've never heard that they don't use uh, blank rounds for daylight scenes. Uh, I've seen them use plenty of blank rounds for daylight scenes because it does produce a little bit of smoke and a lot more realism when the gun's uh, uh, kicking back like it normally would if it were really loaded. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the guns that they use will only accept a blank round. It won't even accept a real cartridge. But for argument's sake, uh, somebody should have been standing right next to them. They would have looked at the rounds that they were loading into the weapon. Um, they would have loaded those rounds, handed him the gun. He would have put it in his holster. 
they would have filmed the scene. They would have immediately taken the gun away from him, gotten it back, taken out whatever cartridges he didn't use or whatever the case may be, and then taken the gun away. So he would have never had control of that gun for any uh, ornate uh, or uh, any uh, unreasonable amount of time. It would have been just to shoot the scene and then it would have been taken away from him. Um, nobody in their right mind uh, would load live ammunition, especially six live rounds, into any gun on a movie set. The other issue is that they do use camera angles uh, in certain situations. Um, the actor actually, if he's if he's shooting multiple people, let's say, he has to actually point the gun uh, almost at the actor that he's supposedly engaging in a gunfight, right? But even then, I mean, things are like like um, I said before, they're checked and rechecked and rechecked and rechecked to make sure that nobody's in any danger, because even the muzzle blast of a of a uh, blank round can be deadly. So they make sure that everything uh, that can possibly be done to keep the actors and the stuntmen safe or the extras safe. Uh, they do it in advance. And like I said, nobody's allowed to keep control of that firearm. So as an example, uh, if I was an actor and they wouldn't give me a gun uh, that I would be allowed to carry around all day and load my own bullets into it or whatever I wanted to do, play with it, um, and then come back and shoot a scene. So, uh, you know, all of these things that are being said are highly suspect. And, and then I heard something where the, the individual who was the gun prop master or whatever, some female, yeah, saying that, you know, she wasn't comfortable and she should have never taken on the responsibility. Well, even with her, I can't believe that uh, somebody who has worked around firearms, even for a short period of time, wouldn't know the difference between a real bullet and a, uh, and a blank. Or well, a, a, even... Even somebody like me, I would think that I would be able to notice the difference. And uh, by the way, our guest right now is uh, Steve Doran, the trail boss, speaking to us from an undisclosed location somewhere under, we don't know where, but he's in a secret und undisclosed location. He is a former gun guy, property master guy, I guess, worked on dozens and dozens of movie sets. I wasn't a property master, but I was the gun consultant. So. The gun guy. So my job was to to teach the actor actress to look like they know how they're using how to use it, how to reload it, et cetera, et cetera. And then I would be there to watch the scene and then uh, advise the director if a retake needed to be done uh, because it didn't look quite right or uh, it didn't look real enough. And again, in a lot of these uh, productions, they go the extra mile to make it look real. In uh, some of them, uh, you know, where the budget is tight, that's where you get the the shooting scenes where the the single action Colt holds like five thousand rounds. It's it's it has an endless supply of ammunition. Yeah. Um, but you, in those you, cases, in those cases where that happens, um, they usually don't even load those guns. They just add the sound effects in later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, okay, so you've actually taught some pretty famous people uh, how to look like they know how to use a gun. Yeah. Set. And I don't know if you can name any of them, but if you can, go ahead and uh, do that. Um, um, I've worked with Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. I've worked with some of the Bond girls. I've worked with um, a lot. I mean, those would be the bigger names, but I mean, I've worked with a, a tremendous amount of actors and actresses, like I said, uh, both on screen and off, getting them ready for their role. So, right. Um, okay. Again, so, like in my case, as we have discussed in the past, mm -hmm. um, what I'll do is let's say Mike Barrett is going to star in the, he's going to be the next James Bond, and he's not familiar with the Walter PPK. I will bring you out to my location. That's right. Um, I will literally let you shoot a few thousand rounds through that live rounds through that Walter PPK. I will teach you. Uh, gun safety and appropriate uh, weapons handling for that particular firearm. And so you will know you will, I will still then I will still accidentally manage to shoot you in the face. Yes, you will still shoot me in the face. <laughs> I, remember, I did shoot Steve in the face once. <laughs> he, did. he actually did shoot me in the face. Um, I don't hold it against him. Um, I, uh, I do whenever I need something. I do throw it in his face, and uh, so that he does exactly. I'm giving you a hard time. You just say, "Remember, you shot me in the face." Like, That's right. All right. But um, as I put, I actually put Mike through a, a course that I would have put an actor or actress through. So, in other words, when they when they are done working with me, they understand how that weapon works. They understand um, how to make it safe. They understand the difference between a prop gun and a real gun, and they don't go around doing stupid things on the set with it. Because, like I said, a prop gun can still kill you, it yeah. can injure you, maim you, whatever the case may be. So, uh, that being said, once they finish my course, they completely understand exactly how deadly a firearm can be in the hands of, of the wrong of. Uh, the wrong individual. So, um, you know, there's no excuse for any of this to happen. And there's no excuse, like, if, as an example, anyone that's gone through my course would probably stand there and watch the, the property person or the gun handler um, load that particular firearm and make sure that whatever they were loading were dummy rounds uh, or rounds that needed to be used for that particular scene. Um, most actors, like if you notice, um, I always forget his name and it's got a strange name. He's the one that did, uh, John Wick. Oh, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves. I mean, you know, it's basically a choreography. It's like a dance, right? So, yeah. you know, he practiced over and over and over and over and over again with live rounds. So he knew exactly what a real weapon would do to somebody if he pointed it in their direction and pulled the trigger. So that's the whole point of putting them through a real shooting course so that they understand the dangers of what they're dealing with. Yeah.
It's interesting. I know that Daniel Day-Lewis, when he did Last of the Mohicans, had never fired a gun before in his life. He's the son of an artist and a poet or something. And and now those were muskets, but they had to put him through this entire uh, rigorous, I guess, six-week training course to turn him into a, a hunter and a, and, a, and a guy who could shoot guns uh, credibly. And I guess that's the kind of thing that... Um, that you're talking about. Now, I wanted to ask you about something else, and I want to share another screen cap. Kirstie Alley, the actress who was in Star Trek and Cheers and some other stuff, um, talked about some of the news that was coming out of this, and she said, no AD, assistant director yells, cold gun. The armorer or prop person is supposed to personally show you the gun so you can see it's empty for yourself. Then I dry fire it into the ground. I have never been handed a gun by an assistant director, and I've been handed 100 guns, and I've never heard cold gun in 40 years. So I wanted to ask you about that, uh, Steve. Is cold gun something that they say on set? Because that's been put out in um, – that's been put out in I've – never, I've never heard it. Okay, and and so I, that would be the only the only thing that I've heard is yeah. the weapon is safe. Okay, and I've never had any. I've never had any person. There's a safety person there, right? Right. And I've never had anyone other than myself and the safety person touch the firearm. Well, myself, the safety person, and the actor touch the firearm. And then when when the scene is over, you know, the guy like the weapon is safe, the weapon is safe, you know, all clear, all clear or something along those lines to ensure that everybody understands that that the weapon has been cleared. It's safe and he is now removing it from the set. Right. OK, now I want to ask you something else. Um, there is a story also going around that the, you know, flaky, blue haired Antifa type gun girl on the set. Um, actually took the gun to a gun range over the weekend and was firing live rounds through it and gosh just by accident left a live round in there what do you think the chances are of that happening on a set even a low budget apparently somewhat incompetent set like this one well again all of those weapons have to be accounted for and they have to be secured so is it possible because she's in charge of the weapons that she snagged one and took it to the local range yes because like i said some of the weapons that are used are real um and they're just uh you know either they keep them unloaded load them with dummy rounds whatever um for the purpose of realism for the scene but for her to do something like that is uh uh would be number one incredibly stupid number two well, she is a she is uh, a she was player. able to go to the range and use that weapon, you know, go shooting for the weekend, you know, for lack of a better term, then she would have the knowledge and the wherewithal to know a live round from a blank round sure. and before loading it, because you load it right in front of the person that's gonna use it, right? Yeah. So she would have to dump them all out have them in her hand and any moron would see that one bullet or two bullets or whatever were different than the others. Right. And anybody who's been involved in the movie industry, as long as Alec Baldwin would know beyond a shadow of a doubt, whether it was a, a real bullet or um, a uh, blank. Yeah. 
Uh, for those of you just joining us, our guest speaker today, our guest is Steve Doran, the trail boss, one of my best friends, and he's calling from an undisclosed location somewhere deep in the deep desert. We don't know where, but he's out in an undisclosed location hunting aliens, which is what he does in his spare time. Along with me, we, we, we hunt aliens together. Uh, he is a former chief of police. He is former head of security at a very major United States government agency. There's a lot of stuff. There was a CBS special uh, about him done on, uh, on what was the program again, Steve? It's uh, not 48 hours. CBS, CBS News. CBS News special, one hour special done on Stephen and his story. I've been privileged to know him now for about five years. God, has it been that long, four or five years. And um, he has been an expert gun guy on movie sets and trained many, many actors and been on many movie sets. And he's here to talk about what happened with the Alec Baldwin incident. So he's also the most toxically masculine man that I know. Present company accepted TV's Blake Wally. He is, he's taught me everything about masculinity that I know has been Steve Dorn. Blake, I want to ask you, do you have any questions for Steve uh, at this point? Before I get um. to Actually, I guess maybe a couple of things that I was kind of interested in is uh, I, I would assume like a, a real gun, especially if they said it's one of these like antique Colt 45s or whatever, they got to be really heavy compared to a actual prop gun. I would I would think that he would know that. And I'm still confused as to why he would uh, pull a trigger in that well, uh, direction. OK, well, prop guns, OK, aren't necessarily something that the studio manufacturers or they have manufactured. A prop gun can be a real gun that has been modified so that it will not accept real okay. cartridges, okay, real bullets. Um, people who do shooting exhibitions, they modify their guns all the time. So let's say you have a 45 uh, Colt uh, six shooter, and they what they'll do is they'll actually modify it so that it'll only take 22 blanks like. Uh, the ones that are used in nail guns, you know, to drive nails into cement. So they'll modify it in a way that it will only accept a blank cartridge. In certain situations, depending on the movie, depending on the budget, depending on what they're doing, they will actually have, like I said, you had uh, Tombstone. There was no way to get as many prop guns as would be needed to outfit all the actors and, um, uh, extras. So they did use real guns, but in those particular cases, like I said, you know, the weapons are made safe. Uh, they are, uh, you know, you've got safety people everywhere, making sure that people aren't fooling with their guns, playing with their guns, even in some cases, removing them from the holster. So uh, most of the time, it's a very safe environment. And usually when things like this occur, and I wasn't there, I didn't witness it, it's because an actor or an actress uh, is horse playing around and doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. Because let's say he just shot the scene and there were real guns in there. There's no way in heck on a normal movie set that he would have shot someone because he would have been, uh, the camera angle would have been in a, in a certain position and there would have been no one in front of that firearm to uh, to get hurt because, like I said, even the muzzle blast from a blank can be deadly or it can, you know, maim or hurt someone very severely. So you don't want anybody in front of that weapon 
whether you're firing blanks or you're firing real ammunition. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, that that could be consistent with the one story where he said, fuck you, I don't want to do another take and, and pointed the gun. At, but no sane person would point a gun prop or no prop loaded or unloaded at anyone and, and shoot it for fun. I mean, that's the first thing they teach you to do. By the way, speaking of Walther's, here's a Walther P-22, by the way. Uh, and, you know, it's now it's now unloaded, but you're not you're not an idiot. You don't you know, you don't just start blasting it. You you open it up and, and you check to see that it's empty, which this one is. And even if it wasn't, I got the safety. I mean, it just there, there's just it, to me, it's very, very difficult, very difficult to imagine somebody being so stupid and so careless. Maybe he was drunk. Maybe he was on alcohol. Maybe he was drunk and on alcohol to shoot this point this at someone and shoot whether you think it's got blanks in it or not like you said they've been educated he's fired guns hundreds of times uh on movie sets and so forth so you know he knows how to use a gun you know he's been trained that even a blank can kill someone so even if he thought there were blanks in there he would not probably point it at someone and shoot so i gotta ask you the big question now steve before i let you go What's your opinion on this? Do you think this was an accident or do you think some people think that this was deliberate? This woman was connected. She's connected to the Clintons. She's connected to the lawyers, the various investigations, perhaps Hollywood pedophile rings, which it wouldn't surprise me if Alec Baldwin was involved in. Do you think he's just a careless dick or do, as Kim Kimberly Rex says, or do you think that there's something more nefarious to this? Well, again, being a professional investigator, um, my, you know, I never make any kind, uh, I never come to any kind of a conclusion unless I'm allowed to see all of the evidence. And in this case, uh, I haven't been allowed to see any of the evidence and the story changes on a day-to-day -day basis. Just based on what I know about Alec Baldwin, um, I would say it was just a douchebag, you know, screwing around doing something he wasn't supposed to do, which resulted in the death of another person, which he should be charged for um at, the at least yeah. he should be charged with uh manslaughter um but again i mean it, it you it's really hard to come to a conclusion because there's so much misinformation out there and uh the police the sheriff's department is not revealing uh all of the evidence that they received when they were on scene so for me to say that it's connected to something else would be um uh, irresponsible at best. Well, okay, that's fine. You're an investigator, as, and I. You've told me many stories about how your gut just told me this was a murder, this wasn't a murder. This. What's your gut tell you? Well, my gut tells me that um, Alec Baldwin is just a douchebag, and he's irresponsible, and uh, uh, and a hothead. So I, um, I believe that it's probably based on again just based on what i'm hearing and what i'm seeing it's based on his irresponsibility to handle that weapon appropriately right okay steve thank you very much for coming in and joining us today where can we find steve doran the trail boss um you can find me on facebook of course um my website at this point is under construction so um uh, it's very difficult to find me there or on Instagram. So I'm just Steve Doran, uh, the trail boss on Facebook. 
And on Instagram, I think I'm the trail boss. All right. Yeah, I think you are the trail boss, but you're not on Instagram much. I checked earlier this morning. Okay, folks, from an undisclosed secret location, our expert for the day, Steve Doran, the trail boss. Steve, thanks a lot for coming in and joining us today. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Love you, and I'll see you soon. See you soon, man. Love you, too. But no homo. All right, that is Steve Doran, our resident gun expert. He will now become our resident gun expert. Uh, it came up over there, you know, why? Uh-oh, uh the one of us froze. Uh-oh, might be me. Um, why do we, yeah, I got a, I got a thing that we froze there. Um, why do we care about Alec Baldwin? Because it's uh, the hunt for Red October, because he's Hollywood, because he's probably deep state. We certainly know what his sympathies are like. Um, Jen has said that she thinks there's something more to this than just an accident on set. That's why we're talking about Alec Baldwin. And because we have an expert who can come in and give us some information about it that we didn't otherwise have. Steve, you're still connected. If you could disconnect or I will disconnect you. Remove guest. Okay, I'm just going to disconnect him on that one. Uh, oh, he came back. Ah. <laughs> now he's gone. I was going to say. Kind of point. Huh? Why can't I get? You can watch us on the internet, Steve. Okay, 202 people in the live stream right now. I wanted to go through a few more things. I wanted to remind everybody that as soon as this live stream is over, it will be taken down off of YouTube and then it will reappear on Rumble. It will also reappear um, on MikeBarrett.blogspot.com where we have a direct connection to the Rumble live stream, um, which may or may not be running right now. And um, it will be take about an hour for it to process and then it will become a solid live video on the Rumble site. So you can actually go directly to the Rumble, the Real News Live on Rumble. We now have 926 subscribers. We're working our way up to a thousand. Good for you. Go to Rumble, open an account. Rumble is the Patriots video streaming service of the future. I have no question about this now. We've gone through Odyssey. We've gone through a lot of them. I think that Rumble is going to be it. Uh, get in there, get an account, subscribe to us on Real News Live, capital R, capital N, capital L. Uh, also, you can pick up the shows. Generally, once Blake gets his problems fixed on the nextlevelnews.com, you can also pick up the show as a podcast. Blake, I don't know if we're still doing this. And Blake, yeah. you're also... You've also been putting the show on Before It's News, the Before It's News site, correct? Yes, I've been putting them there. I can't get into my website still, but I do the podcast every day, and I have been putting most of the shows on Before It's News that can be found there as well. They get That's pretty awesome. good traffic and a good crowd over there. So We do, we do. So let's keep yeah. doing that. And also, once again, do not forget, please, to patronize our wonderful sponsors, the UngovernedT-ShirtCompany.com, UngovernedTees.com, where you can get all kinds of super cool true patriot gear you can get baseball caps you can get t-shirts tweedledum you can get stickers you can get beanies i love the beanie you can get child lives matter shirts you can get the ungoverned tees logo mug you can get stickers to go in that mug like it's not too late for obamagate it's almost too late john durham you can get the fake news creates fear shirts you can get the socks you can get the patches you can get the obama trader t-shirt which uh, a TV's Blake Wally is rocking today. The little Missy um, fixed the problem with the TV set shirt. And my personal favorite, the Obamagate or MAGA long sleeve tee or crew neck sweatshirt. 
Do not forget, please, the ungovernedtshirtcompany.com, true patriot gear for true patriots. And one more thing is I will be on with Apollo Asteria tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific. We're going to be doing her show. It's over on, I think, YouTube and another channel. Go to her site, go to her Facebook, or better yet, go to her Instagram to pick it up. This is Apollo. We're going to be talking about aliens and everything going on in the world today. You're going to really enjoy the show. She's really fun. And if we are lucky, Apollo will be wearing underwear today when she does my Ooh. interview. We hope so. All right. That's Halloween. What's that, Blake? That's close to Halloween. Might as well uh, break out some costumes. <laughs> got some co Those are not her costumes. Those are what she wears every day. So <laughs> I'll be doing Apollo Asteria's sh show tonight. It'll be loads of fun at 5 p.m. Pacific. So it's almost like getting a, a special Tell the Truth Wednesday show. Okay, TV's Blake Wally. Let's go directly to um, the Blake oh, Block and see okay. what we got to do today. Let's do it. Let's cruise through. What do we have? Okay, I guess well, just to uh, follow up on what we've been talking about with uh, Baldwin saying the gun was legit and that there was an enormous amount of bullets were on set. I've even heard there was maybe using that gun that he was using as, as target practice earlier. There's a lot of sloppy things going on. And as we know, Alec is a uh, Alec, Alec Baldwin a gas hole and it was a toxic work environment there was a set and they had a bunch of uh new crew members there, and uh very sloppy but the buck stops with him because he was not just the shooter he was also the executive producer and so that could lead to um, a couple of uh clips just to uh talk about a couple of the points i was making from the movie snatch one of my favorites uh one is with uh, boris the blade talking about uh the weight of the gun so i'll just run these real quick let's see this will go where did you get it boris the blade you mean boris the sneaky fucking russian savvy in it Heavy is good. Heavy is reliable. If it doesn't work, you can always hit him with it. Yes, heavy is good. Heavy is reliable. I would assume that's just my point about uh, the weight of the uh, replicas versus a real gun. Another the other thing I was going to point out is where the replicas work or not. There's a big scene about that where they're firing at, and it does uh, it does have an effect. I know this is just Hollywood, but here is a uh, representation of what even a fake gun can do. Let's run this quick clip from Snatch. Do they fire? Of course they fire. Yeah, but how do you know? I mean, the replicas. What do you know about replicas? Oh, I think that was Boris the Blade right there on another unrelated note. On a coincidental note, uh, didn't fire any projectiles that I'm aware of, but yeah, the uh, the blanks. Well, fired the something that went through the window, yeah, so. Yeah, it exploded right. everything. Uh, all right, good time. We'll move on. What else outside of that? Just wait a minute, Blake. Let me let me clear this up. And I wish we would have yeah. brought this up when when Steve was here. You're saying yeah. there was an enormous amount of real bullets. That story says you're talking real bullets on set. 
Yeah, that's his on uh, Fox News right here. Russ movie shooting. Gun was legit. And there were bullets on set. There was a couple of uh, other uh, accidents earlier before that, I believe. So there was just not only the shooting, but there's a couple other ones where they didn't know that there was uh, that they were loaded. So uh, maybe they're just bored. They're out here in New Mexico and they're just doing target practice for fun. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that all go, but it's everything's all tangled up. And then we have a lot of uh, new people running around out of uh, upset people because they had to make the uh, crew drive all the way to Albuquerque to get their hotel rooms. And uh, they were drained and they'd have to work like 12 to 14 hour days and then have to drive to Albuquerque and then come back to the set on Santa Fe. I think it was just about 90 minutes or two hours, I believe. I've been in both of those cities and uh, it was just a, yeah, a big shit show on that set. And Alec is going to be responsible for a lot of that stuff. But I don't think anybody's feeling sorry for him, including his own family. He hates his brothers. I'm sure, Donald, brother. Trump is, uh, I'm sure Donald Trump is laughing his ass off uh, about <laughs> Alec Baldwin, not about the person that was shot, obviously. But yeah. Absolutely. All righty. Well, what uh, the other things going on, of course, Merrick Garland is uh, under fire. He's in the hot seat up on Capitol Hill getting grilled. Uh, Ted Cruz was uh, outlining some of the, the five things that uh, he's going to answer. So this kind of gave him a preview of uh, what to expect. Um, I don't know if I should run this clip here, but uh, we'll, we'll get the, the idea. He's going to ask him about uh, CRT. Uh, he's going to ask him about uh, going after parents and also asking him if he's going to be going or criminal charges against Dr. Fauci is the House Intelligence calling for the arrest and the prosecution. That is uh, Devin Nunes, great uh, patriot out of California. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, going on. That's good to see. So hopefully something will uh, happen there. Also, PETA, of course, calling on Fauci to resign. And after all of the allegations, his agency uh, funded horrific experiment puppies. And that is uh, terrible. And one of those uh, unifying factors that we can all uh, agree upon is, is uh, bad, and it's not a good use of our tax dollars either. Um, Carrie, I, I can't wait to see if uh, Fauci gets uh, on Capitol Hill again, and they can uh, ask him uh, questions about that. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, it's not a question of questions. They they just need to arrest the guy. Um, yeah. Right. Right now. Yeah. Rest him, fire him, uh, or then arrest him, and then uh, interrogate him. And let's hopefully they can uh, televise all that. All right. Speaking of doctors, uh, we've got this lady bragging on social media about letting her four-year-old child be used as a human guinea pig for vaccine testing. This is uh, unbelievable. Mother, Dr. Jill E. Weatherhead. Ed is the director of the uh, Tropical Medicine Clinic at Texas Children's Hospital and the Adult Tropical uh, Medicine Clinic in Harris Health System in Houston. Well, they start doing it on uh, their own kids, I guess, this time. I've got to give them some uh, respect for that and not trying to just put it on other people's children. But I, we, I think we're just confused as to as to why uh, they're trying to uh, approve these drugs for uh, the 5 to 11-year-olds. This is a 4-year-old uh, who has no informed consent, doesn't know what's going on, and he's being stuck with uh, an experimental vaccine, and we don't know 
uh, what's going to happen with that and is at pretty much zero danger, or I don't know, what were the exact percentages, zero point? It, it's one. Uh, it's way <laughs> less than the flu. The flu is way deadlier. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, awful, and she's getting a lot of uh, backlash on Twitter, and rightfully so. Hopefully the kid is okay, um, but that is uh, very, very dangerous stuff. You've got an FDA committee member uh, admitting they don't even know if the vaccine is safe for kids, but they're going to approve it anyway. Uh, some pretty uh, disturbing things. Uh, so that, we'll get to some of the highlights. There's a quick video clip on that. So at a meeting of the uh, Food and Drug Administration's Vaccine and Related Biological Product, advisory committee, a voting member admitted he wasn't sure about the COVID shots, long-term risk to children, despite the committee voting to recommend the Pfizer vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. I wonder how much they're getting paid. A lot. A, a lot. Again, when are you going to yeah. act? When are you guys going to act? Good question. Absolutely. So here is a quick clip. I think it's like seconds if that but we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. You know, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. We're not going to know. That's the whole thing. There's there's literally no reason. There's no reason to be giving it at all. You know, yeah, we want to, we don't, how about if we don't give yeah. a shit how effective it is, Blake? Because right. it's not necessary for kids because they're not going to get the disease and the disease is not deadly. Exactly. If they're going to test it, do it on like, you know, senior citizens that want to like uh, themselves do science. Uh, the, these kids are who are not, not vulnerable. I mean, it'd be different. Yeah, if the kids were, were vulnerable to this, maybe they have to at some point. But there's no reason for it whatsoever. And it's, it's, it on it's, all it's government normal. employees minus the military. <laughs> there you go. Should we test it on? The uh, the Pfizer uh, Johnson and Johnson FDA people they take it first. Oh, I, I saw as a as a video Jen put out um, on her Telegram. You guys should be following uh, Jennifer Fala on her philosophy play. on Telegram. Yes, the philosophy channel and saying that that lady that first lady that nurse in that chat and I won't run it. I can't find it, but the. Um, the nurse that took it in Chattanooga, Tennessee, apparently she died. She passed out on camera, and uh, I, I can't uh, confirm or verify, but they, I guess they, they paid her off. But she's got a video of that um, talking about that, and it's curious as to what happened to that uh, that poor nurse who was uh, used as a guinea pig on camera to a national worldwide audience and uh, unfortunately passed, and they want to talk about that well i can uh, i can show the video here if you'd like me to sure go for it all right okay so let me do a. Let me, uh, i think you can override steps yeah, probably let me do a screen share and go to telegram it's going to be kind of small but oh yeah there it is there's that's the lady but then it goes to another guy and i wanted to upload it on my page because many people find out the more we know the more we discover, the more people wake up. So do you guys remember that nurse that went live and talked about the COVID-19 vaccine and she passed out live on camera? Well, nobody covered what happened to her next. So watch this next um, video and find out what happened to her next. This is insane what they're trying to cover. 
Some of you will remember Tiffany Dover. She's the Tennessee nurse who uh, they trotted out in front of the cameras to promote the vaccine because, you know, it's safe and effective, right? And turns out she ended up fainting 15 minutes after getting the shot. And, well, what they didn't tell you is that she died that day on the 17th of December. She is dead. They covered it up. They paid the family off, bought their silence. I guess the family doesn't give a shit about the thousands of other nurses who have dropped dead after taking this chemical injection designed to induce illness via synthetic pathogen. This is a soft kill bioweapon. It is maiming and killing people by the tens of thousands, and it will kill probably hundreds of millions before all is said and done. Folks, it is time to wake up. There's a little story about it. They tried to uh, cremate the body, right? Because, hey, we can't have a pesky body with evidence and stuff where somebody could come and do an autopsy and prove that it was the vaccine that killed her. Okay. So literally. Wow. Medical business, yeah. That is, uh, that is bad stuff, Blake. Yep. Ah, that should have been the big warning, but of course they, they covered it up and distributed it to everybody anyway. No delays, and then they're just pushing the uh, the mandates on uh, everybody. Instead, they're just double, triple, quadruple downing. It's amazing. All right, what else? We have uh, some amazing stuff. Uh, former CNN employee was uh, arrested for threatening to kill Matt Gates. <laughs> So, Casey's boyfriend. Oh, no. Casey, your boyfriend is in danger. <laughs> and it was from an Emmy-nominated cameraman who previously worked for CNN as well as ABC and NBC. Arrested for killing Matt Gates and his... These people have uh, just no conscience whatsoever, even the mafia. I think you've mentioned that, uh, too, Mike, on this broadcast. Yeah. Uh, even the mob doesn't mess with your kids. But he wanted to kill his kids, too. I mean, uh, tell Gates to watch his back. I don't know if I'd run this uh, quick clip on Tucker. I'll probably tweet this out. Tell uh, Gates to watch his back. Tell him to watch his children. He said uh, in an office, according to a two-page indictment, he says, I'm coming for him. He's going to fucking die. I'm going to fucking kill him. Watch your back. I'm coming for you. I'm going to put a bullet in you. I'm going to put a bullet in one of your fucking kids, too. Wow, what a hero. So, anyway, these people, uh, I guess they really uh, drink their own Kool-Aid there at these uh, outlets. And uh, he actually believes that, uh, all the stupid propaganda. But e either way, I mean... I, you know, there's a lot of people I, I'd like to see, uh, you know, get questioned, get indicted. You know what this is, Blake? This, I mean, again, yeah. you guys come here for the real news. Let me give you the real news. This is simply yeah. the one time out of 100 that they will defend a Republican uh, in order to claim, well, you know, we're impartial. We're not unbalanced. We're not all in favor of the Democrats. So this is just their token Republican that they actually yeah. do something for. Um so again, it's just it's just a political thing. Oh yeah, yeah, they're afraid of him, and they're trying to uh, demonize everything he does. Meanwhile, not uh, dismissing everything else that they have uh, issues with. All right, let's this uh, rolling. Of course, the uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. This is uh, some interesting uh, developments with that one because the judge in the Rittenhouse trial says the lawyers cannot call the two people he killed victims. 
yeah, these were uh, looters and arsonists that were uh, burning the city down. And he came in, intervened, and uh, they attacked him. And he shot a couple in defense. That's gonna be. This is gonna be a, gr a great uh, trial uh, to see how this uh, all plays out. And as they've uh, demonized this kid uh, really uh, terribly, including all the people that even donated uh, money to him. They went after those people, too. They'd find out who donated on the GoFundMe and going to people's houses, uh, trying to shame everybody. This is going to be a just a huge trial, I think even bigger than the uh, George Floyd one, perhaps. But they're kind of uh, connected in a, in a way. So that will be interesting. Uh, let's see what else. A few other odds and ends. Got uh, Facebook employees are worried their history will not uh, judge us kindly. They're uh, bravely speaking out of birth, but apparently it's for not suppressing conservatives enough. They are going along with that uh, phony whistleblower. Um, so they're going to try to uh, shift the blame there for all of the problems that Zuckerberg has and which I would be focusing on or what people need to be seeing is how much this guy has been uh, donating to all of these uh, swing states to meddle with the elections. That's also money that flowed into the Virginia suburbs in 2020 and how much the Democrat vote margins spiked. This is out of Indian uh, News. Facebook chairman and founder Mark Zuckerberg paid millions for Democrat operatives to manage ballot counting operations in six of Virginia's largest suburban counties and independent cities in 2020. Of course, Biden won those six by a, over half a million votes, 33% more than Democrat margins in 2016, and double then of uh, Barack Obama's then 2012 so it's it's clearly that the uh, the fix was if the, if the margins if the margins had stayed the same which they really were at Trump would have won Virginia so yeah oh yeah so that's why they uh, they went all in who knows if he got into these big meetings with uh, George Soros or Dominion people who knows how it all uh, worked behind Behind the scenes, but clearly they did everything to make sure that uh, Trump was not reelected. And uh, because they had to put in this guy. Speaking of uh, Virginia, we have uh, Joe Biden, who was <laughs> who was there. You think with all the other uh, votes he got and how popular he was, they'd be uh, out to uh, show their support. But he was in fact heckled. I will run this uh, quick thirty-second clip. It's kind of hard to hear, but uh, we'll run it anyway. Paul, go How much I appreciate your current governor, Ralph North. Where's Ralph? There you are, pal. Thank you. Well, <laughs> that's all right. Let him go. Let him go. That's okay. That's all right. Why don't you hang out and talk to me after this is over, okay? First of all, I wonder if he uh, held up. Uh, I wonder if they actually did have a conversation. I doubt that. Even uh, he dismissed that he was. People were saying, "Let's go, Brandon," and they're playing stupid. And yeah, it, it was funny as hell. I was listening to sports radio yesterday, driving around doing some errands, and uh, you know the the big discussion is the Seahawks suck this year. So who should they get rid of, Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson? The answer is, by the way, Pete Carroll. 
Um, and at the end of it, this guy did this big long thing. I didn't agree with anything he said, but then at the end of it, he goes, and let's go, Brandon. Yeah, and he got it on the air. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. He got let's go, Brandon on the air. It is spreading far and wide. Okay, that is today's Blake block. Blake, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Biden was very incoherent. Um, you guys have been putting some stuff out about negative uh, 48 and his posts and stuff coming up about November 2nd. Just want to let you know, we're going to be addressing that with Jen on Friday amongst some other really interesting subjects, but uh, Blake and I will be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel for deep thought Thursday. Again, just want to remind everybody this video gets taken down off of YouTube immediately upon the end of this live stream. I want to thank our special guest, Steve Doran, the trail boss for coming on and telling us all about guns, gun safety on set on movies, things like that. All I can say is that I have more questions at the end of Steve's uh, information than I did before we started. There's something really wrong with what happened on that movie set. And I want to remind everybody again, please visit the ungovernedtshirtcompany.com, ungovernedtees.com, and patronize our wonderful sponsors. And once again, would like to remind you that you can always pick up the show on mikebarrett.blogspot.com. I've already got a link up tonight for Apollo's Odyssey, which I'm going to be doing with Apollo Asteria tonight between 5 and 6 in the evening. It should be loads of fun. And uh, also, I understand that there is a Vincent Fusca video out there from this weekend's Patriot thing. I got to go dig that up and watch Vincent and see what Vincent had to say. Uh, so be, be pretty curious stuff. I think somebody sent it to me. Now I can't find it. Anyway, Blake, thanks for being here somewhere east of California. Uh, we love you. We'll see you again tomorrow on Deep Thought Thursday. Everybody else. Have a great Wednesday. Hang in there. And maybe I'll see some of you tonight for the Ancient Aliens and Secret Societies thing with Apollo Asteria on YouTube. Link on MikeBarrett.blogspot.com.